Welcome to Zichur Dafsim Manim. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're in the Sechem Sachim Daf Nun Hey. We're in the fourth parak, Makam Shinagu. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. The Mishnah and Daf Nun Dalad Amud Bey stated that whether one is permitted to do work on Tishabav is dependent on the Minhagamakum. And in all places, even where the minhag was to work, should sit idle. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, In such matters, any person can accustom himself like a Tamil Now, the Gemara infers that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is not concerned about the person appearing haughty, while the Rabban are concerned. This stands in contrast to a Mishnah in Brachas and Dav Yud Zayn where the Rabban said that a Chasamir recite Shema the first night of his wedding, and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says he should not, as it appears, haughty, as if he's a Tamil that cannot forgo one night without accepting Omachu Shemaim. Rav Yochanan said the opinion should be reversed. Rav Shishi Bar-Idi said they should not, and answered the contradiction that the Rabban hold that since everyone else is working on Tishabav, it appears haughty if one does not, whereas since everybody else is saying Shema, the Chassan does not stand out. Rabban Shimon Megamliel holds that the Chassan appears haughty because we know that he cannot have the proper kavan on his wedding night, whereas people will attribute a person not working on Tishabav as someone merely sitting idle due to a lack of work. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, In Yehuda, they would perform work on Erev Pesach until midday, while on the Galil, they would not perform work at all. In terms of the night of the 14th, Beishamai forbids it while Beishilo permits it until Nezachama. The Machos regarding work on the night of the 14th is regarding places like the Galil, where they do not work the day of the 14th. Beishamai forbids working at night, for Anyanta, the prohibition of doing Milacha begins at night. Basil permits working at night, for he likens the 14th to a fast day, where the eating is forbidden only from the start of day. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, Any labor that one began before the 14th, one may finish on the 14th. However, one must not begin a labor on the 14th, even if he can finish it, before chatzos. The Chamis say three types of craftsmen are permitted to work until chatzos, tailors, barbers, and launderers, and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says Afrat Sanim, also shoemakers. Now, as taught in the Bryce, the tailors are permitted to commence work on the 14th, since we see a leniency that during Cholomod, an unskilled person is allowed to sew in the usual manner. Barbers and launders are permitted, since we see a leniency that they can cut hair and launder clothes in Cholomod for a person who returns from overseas or who was released from prison. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says that shoemakers can manufacture shoes since shoes can be repaired for the Oli Ragalim on Cholomod. The Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Yosef holds that we may derive the commencement of a malacha, in this case the manufacturing of shoes, from the completion of the malacha, referring to the repairs. The leniency repair can be extended to include all facets of shoe repair on the 14th. The Chamim do not extend the leniency of repairing to manufacturing. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Duff Nundal Rambe state that whether one is permitted to work on Tishabav is dependent on the Minhag Makom. In all places, even where the Minhag was to work, should sit idle. Rabbi Mishim Gamliel says, In such matters, any person can accustom himself like a Tamil Now, the Gemara infers that Rabbi Mishim Gamliel is not concerned about the person appearing haughty, while the Rabban are concerned. Now, this stands in contrast to a Mishnah Brachas on Tav Yidzain on the base, where the Rabban said that a Chassam may recite Shema the first night of his wedding. And Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says you should not, as it appears, haughty, as if he's a Tamil that can't forgo one night without accepting the Omal Kashamayim. So Rabbi Yochanan said that the opinion should be reversed. Rabbi Shishi Baidi said they should not, and answered the contradiction that the Rabban hold that since everyone else is working on Tishabav, it appears haughty not to be working, whereas since everybody else is saying Shema, the Chassan doesn't stand out. 
holds that the chasen appears haughty because we know he cannot have the proper kavana on his wedding night, whereas people will attribute a person not working on Tisha B'Av as someone merely sitting idle due to lack of work. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, In Yehuda, they would perform work on Erev Pesach until midday, while in the Galil, they would not perform work at all. Now, in terms of the night of the 14th, Beis forbids it, while Beis permits it until Neitzachama. The Malchoks regarding work on the night of the 14th is regarding places like the Galil, but they don't work on the day of the 14th. Beis forbids working at night, for Yantiv, the prohibition of doing Malacha, begins at night. Beis permits working at night, for he likens the 14th to a fast day, where the eating is forbidden only from the start of day. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, Any labor that one began before the 14th, one may finish on the 14th. However, one must not begin a labor on the 14th, even if he can finish it before midday. The Chamin say three types of craftsmen are permitted to work until Chatzos, tailors, barbers, and launderers. Rabbi Yosef Yudah says, Afrat Sanim, also shoemakers, and regarding manufacturing of shoes. Now, as taught in the Brights, that tailors are permitted to commence work on the 14th, since we see al that during Cholomod, an unskilled person is allowed to sew in the usual manner. Barbers and launderers are permitted, since we see a leniency that they can cut hair and launder clothes in Cholomod for a person who returns from overseas or was released from prison. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yudah says that shoemakers can manufacture shoes, since shoes can be repaired for the Oyer Galim and The Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Yossi holds, We may derive the commencement of a malacha, in this case, manufacturing of shoes, from the completion of the malacha, referring to the repairs. The leniency of repair can be extended to exclude all facets of shoe repair on the 14th. The Chami do not extend the leniency of repairing to manufacturing. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daphne. Hey, and this one was selected when we had the Choose the Simon Contest back in Masechus Brachas. This one comes to us by way of Mordechai Kornbluth from Boston, Naftali Golombek from Brooklyn, and Noach Rubin from London. They suggested a speed limit sign of 55. A speed limit sign of 55. So that's our Simon for Nun Hey. So here goes. This speed limit sign holder who acted like a Tom Chacham and didn't work on Tisha B'Av or had not on the 14th of Nisan in the Galil was upset when he was told he wasn't allowed to work out of Pesach like his friend the shoemaker could. Once again, it's a motion. This speed limit sign holder, speed limit sign holder, that must be run duff. None hey. This speed limit sign holder who had like a Tom Chacham and didn't work on Tisha B'Av, which reminds us that the Gemara pointed out a seeming contradiction. The Rabbi Shimon Gamliel held that everyone can accustom themselves like a Tom Chacham and not work on Tisha B'av, even in a place where people do go to work, whereas in Barachas he said that a chassan should not recite Krishma on the first time of his wedding because it appears haughty, as if he's a Talmud Chacham. And the Rabban held the reverse in both cases. The chassan can say Krishma, but in a place where people do work on Tisha B'av, everybody should not accustom themselves like a Talmud Chacham. So Rabbi Yochanan said the opinion should be reversed. Rav Shishi Ba'idi said that they should not, and answered the contradiction, that the Rabban hold that since everyone else is working on Tisha B'av, it appears haughty not to, whereas since everybody else is saying Shema, the chasen doesn't stand out. Raman Shemgamayo holds that the chasen appears haughty because we know that he cannot have the proper kavana on his wedding night, whereas people will attribute a person not working on Tisha B'av as someone merely sitting idle due to lack of work. So the speed limit sign holder, who acted like a Talmud Chacham and didn't work on Tisha B'av, or at night on the 14th of Nisan in the Galil, which reminds us that in the Galil, where the minhag was not to work at all Arab Pesach, there's a Malchogs Beishamay and Hillel, whether they do Malacha at night. Beishamay forbids working at night, for Anyanta, the prohibition of doing Malacha, begins at night. Beishil permits working at night, for he likens the 14th to a fast day, where the eating is forbidden only from the start of the day. So the speed limit sign holder, who acted like a Talmud Chacham, and didn't work on Tishabab, or at night on the 14th of Nisan in the Galil, was upset when he was told he wasn't allowed to work out of Pesach like his friend the shoemaker could. 
which reminds the Chumim say three types of craftsmen are permitted to work until Chatzos Ere Pesach, tailors, barbers, and launderers. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yudah says, Afrat Sanim, also shoemakers. Now the Chumim permit the first three because there's a kula where their malach is permitted to be done on Cholamot in certain circumstances. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yudah says that shoemakers can manufacture shoes since shoes can be repaired for the Oyer Regalim on Cholamot. The Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Yossi holds the meeting to Chilas Malach Mesof Malach. We may derive the commencement of a malacha, in this case, the manufacturing of shoes, from the completion of the malacha, referring to the repairs. The leniency of repair can be extended to include all facets of shoe repair on the 14th. The Chami do not extend the leniency of repairing to manufacturing. So once again, the speed limit sign holder, who acted like a Tomachachim and didn't work on Tishabav, or at night on the 14th of Nisan, in the Galil, was upset when he was told he wasn't allowed to work at Pesach, like his friend the shoemaker. Could. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Chazara. Dafninov, so the simon is related to na, we think of beavers, and we use beaver pelt hats. So here goes. The goofy tour group in their beaver pelt hats, beaver pelt hats, that must be one duff, nanalov. The goofy tour group in the beaver pelt hats, who ate their stomach fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, which reminds us, the more asks why Rabbi Barakhana did not adhere to the Minhagam Bavel, not to eat from the fats covering the straight part of the stomach, since the Mishnah states that one should adhere to the Khumras of the place one travels to, and two answers are given. Abai said the Mishnah's rule applies to people going from one place in Eretz Yisrael to another, or from one place in Babel to another, or from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, but not to those traveling from Eretz Yisrael to Babel. Since we, the Talmud Chachamim and Babel, are subordinate to the Talmud Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael, people coming from Eretz Yisrael to Babel should act in accordance with the customs of Eretz Yisrael. Rabashi said the Mishnah's rule applies even to those coming from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, unless one intends to return to Eretz Yisrael, as Rabbi Barachana did. So the goofy tour group in the beaver belt hats, who ate their stomach fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, were told to put them away because they had not seen a great authority do so. Which reminds us, Rabbi Barachana said to his son that he should not eat the permitted stomach fat of an animal, not in my presence and not out of my presence. For the following reason, I myself, who saw Rabbi Yochanan eating it in Eretz Yisrael, may do so here, Kadaihu Rabbi Yochanan since Rabbi Yochanan is worthy of being relied upon both in his presence and not in his presence. However, you did not see him eating it, so do not eat it, for I am not a sufficiently distinguished authority to rely upon to go against local custom. So the goofy tour group in the beaver belt hats, who ate their stomach fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, were told to put them away because they had not seen a great authority do so. And they should not work at a pace like at home, even though the natives will call them lazy. Which reminds us that the Gemara asked that if someone is required to keep the chumras of the place from which he came as well, then in a situation where one comes from a place where the minhag is not to do malach ere Pesach, and he arrives in a place where they do do malacha, he's clearly deviating from the local custom and invites malchokas. So Abai answers that the requirement to maintain the chumras of both locales only applies in the case where he's coming from a place that one does malach to one that does not. Rava says it will can't apply to the former case, since when the locals see the newcomer not working, they'll assume that's because he's a batlan, someone who sits idle and doesn't work. Dafnum base, so the similar Dafnum base is a newbie, a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here it goes. The newbie to Yiddishkeit, newbie to Yiddishkeit, that must be more on Daf Nun base. The newbie to Yiddishkeit wearing the please don't excommunicate me t-shirt, which reminds us, in Eretz Yisrael, they vote to impose Malkus on a yeshiva student who sins in a Durban, and they don't vote to excommunicate. Rush explains that they try to avoid excommunicating atonement as much as possible out of concern for Torah that the student represents. Since Malkus is a less severe punishment, the publicity generally is not so damaging to the Talmud's reputation and the Torah's honor. Rabbi Yosef excommunicated Rabbi Nassim Ba'asi for traveling on the Tchum on the second day of Shavuos because violating the second day of Yantiv is a more serious offense. So the newbie to Yiddishkeit wearing the please don't excommunicate me t-shirt 
tried to discern if he could eat one of the three pickled vegetables from the Shvi's barrel, which reminds us that the Mishnah and Dabnunam and Bay state that if one transports Peros Shvi's from a place where they have been depleted to a place where they have not been depleted, or vice versa, one must take on the chumras of both places and is chayev to do beer. Rabbi Yudah says, Seva We say to him, go out and bring for yourself. So the Gemara here attempts to clarify the Malchus between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda with five different interpretations. Ravashi says they're taking sides in the Malchus and Mishnah and Shvis, which states that a Kobish one who preserves three kinds of vegetables in one barrel, Rabbi Yehuda says, Rishon, we may eat all three until one is depleted in the fields. Yeshua says we may eat all three until the last species is depleted. says, As each species becomes depleted in the field, one shall remove that species from the barrel. And the Tanakam of our Mishnah goes according to Yeshua, or Yehuda holds like Rabbi Gamliel. And the Lacha goes according to Rabbi Gamliel. So the newbie to Yiddishkeit wearing the Please Don't Excommunicate Me t-shirt tried to discern if he could eat one of the three pickled vegetables from the Shvi's barrel by using his high-powered binoculars to see if the Chayos and the Galil had depleted that species in the fields. Which reminds the more brings a mission that teaches Shalosharatzel's Labir, there are three lands for purposes of beer, Yehuda, Avery, Yard, and the Galil, and each one is divided into three sublands, mountains, lowlands, and valleys, to teach that people may each meet the produce in each one of the three main lands until the last subdivision in that land has become exhausted of its produce. That we learn from the Pasuk, and should be for your animals and for the beasts that are in your lands. As long as the Chaya can each meet your produce in the field, you shall feed it to the behemoth in your house. However, once the produce is depleted for the Chaya in the field, you must remove it from the animal in the house. And we have a tradition that the animals in Yehuda do not travel to the Galil to forage and vice versa, but they will travel between the three subdivisions within their main land. Dafnun Gimel. So the Simmer Dafnun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The moment the Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must mean we're on Duff, Nun Gimel. The moment the Nigerian prince who lived on the mountain full of gallnut trees, which reminds us of the Bryson where Mishman Gamil says that the hallmark of mountains are kneeling gallnut trees and the sim for valleys are decalim day palms and both of those are for the purpose of Bikurim. The sim for Nakhalim are cunning, the sim for streams are reeds, which is for the purpose of the Nakhal Esan the mitzvah of Egla Rufa, and Simon Shvela Shechma, and a hallmark of a plain is a sycamore tree for the purpose of buying and selling. So the moment the Nigerian prince who lived on the mountain full of gallnut trees said the meat in front of him is for Pesach, which reminds us, the Rebutus said in the name of Rav, it's forbidden for a person to say, Basar Zela Pesachu. This meat is for Pesach because it appears as one is makdish an animal as a carbon eats kachim outside Yushalayim. And Rashi explains that it's referring even to the flesh of an animal that was already slaughtered. In this case, the person would be giving the impression that he's being makdish the value of the meat for the purpose of purchasing a pesach. Rapapa said the rub's ruling applies exclusively to meat. However, in the case of wheat, it doesn't apply because it just means it's being guarded for the Chag of Pesach. So the moment the Nigerian prince who lived on the mountain full of gallnut trees said the meat in front of him is for Pesach, he was attacked by kamikaze frogs who jumped into his kneading bowls by the oven. Which reminds us that Toto Sitromi was a prominent man in Rome who instituted that the Jews should eat kids roasted with their entrails alongside of them as a commemoration of the carbon Pesach. And the rabbi said they would have excommunicated him if he wasn't a great man. He expanded that what caused Hanani Mishael and Azariah to make a Kiddush Hashem was the Kabbalah they made from the Tzvaradim and Mitzrayim. If the frogs were willing to give up their lives, even though they aren't Mitzvah in the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, all the more so we should be willing to give up our lives because we are Mitzvah in that mitzvah. Daf So the simmer Daf is noodles. So here goes. The famed pastor chef made the brach on the flame that was lit over Yom Kippur and then used it to cook a pot of noodles with seven hidden ingredients for the famished pregnant and nursing woman who said Ne'ila felt like it lasted longer 
then Tishabav and Atina Sibur. Once again in slow motion. The famed pasta chef made the brach on the flame that was lit over Yom Kippur and then used it to cook a pot of noodles. Noodles? That must be more on Duff. Nundalad. The famed pasta chef made the brach on the flame that was lit over Yom Kippur, which reminds us that we resolve the contradiction statements from Rabbi Yochanan, whether one makes a brach on light Moti Yom Kippur by clarifying, Rabbi Minyamin Bar Yef is referring to Ur Shabbos, fire that rested on Shabbos and Yom Kippur, which Rashi explains that was either lit beforehand or it was lit for a permissible reason, such as for the needs of someone who was sick. The brach is recited because the flame which had been forbidden to use is now fully permitted. The Bryce was referring to Ur fire that issues anew from wood and stones. Since fire was created Motsi Shabbos, it's appropriate to make a brach over such fire, but there's no reason to recite a brach on it on Motsi Yom Kippur. So the famed pastor chef made the brach on the flame that was lit over Yom Kippur and then used it to cook a pot of noodles with seven hidden ingredients, which reminds us seven things are concealed from people, such as the Yom Misa, the Day of Death, Yom Nechama, the Day of Consolation, the Yom Kedin, the Death of Judgment, what's in someone else's mind, what business will profit in, when will Malchus based of it arrive, and the evil Malchus will perish. So the famed pastor chef made the brach on the flame that was lit over Yom Kippur and then used it to cook a pot of noodles with seven hidden ingredients for the famished pregnant and nursing woman who said Ne'ilah felt like it lasted longer than Tishabav and Atana Sibur. Which reminds Rabbi Yochanan holds that pregnant and nursing women are obligated to fast and complete their fast on Tishabav, just as they're obligated to fast and complete their fast in Yom Kippur. And during banished marshals of Tishabav, they're not permitted to eat. And that when Rabbi Yochanan said Tishabav is not like a tiny Sibur for rain, he was making the distinction that on a tiny Sibur, reciting the Ila is a chiyuv, whereas on Tishabav, it's a rishus. Another answer is that Rabbi Yochanan holds that on Tishabav, one does not recite the 24 brachas in the Shemun Esrei that is said on a tiny Sibur. All right, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff do we discuss which craftsmen are permitted to commence their work? Arab Pesach. That's on Duff? Nun hey. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn that those coming from a place where they don't do Malach Arab Pesach to a place that does should not work and the locals just think they're Batlanim? That's on Duff? Nun Aleph. Good. Number three. Which stuff does Rabbi Shimon Gamliel hold? That anyone can conduct himself like a Tavim on Tishabav and not work, even a place where people do work. That's on Duff. Nun Hey. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you learn that one should not say Basar Zela Pesachu, as it looks like one is being Maktish an animal for the carbon Pesach? That's on Duff. Nun Gimel. Good. Number five. Which up the one in Eretz Israel, they tried to avoid giving a Talmud Nidui excommunication out of concern for covetatory that the Talmud represents. That's on Duff. Nun base. Good number six. Which up do we have a Malchus Beisham Beisil, where the Malach is done at night on the 14th in the Galil. That's on Duff. Nun hey. Good number seven. Which up did Rabbi Yosef tell his father, Rabbi Shubin Levi, that he saw in Om Hafuch, where people were saying, Asher Misha Baal Kamu Talmud Biyado. That's on Duff. None. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have a three woman cook's wedding? What one is allowed to eat in a barrel that is pickling three different vegetables of peroshvias? That's on Duff. None base. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have that one can feed the animals in the house from Shvis until the chayos in the field have depleted that species? That's on Duff. None base. Good number ten. Which stuff do we have that one can make a brach on a flame mozi yom kippur on a fire that had already been lit before? That's on Duff. Nundalad, excellent. All right, that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Vizikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.